Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be interviewing Susan and Paul Kadilik of kadilichomes.com. Together, they've made it their mission to help their clients turn an ordinary house into a haven that they love coming home to. They're excited to announce they just launched a brand new app, Renovation Rekindle. There's a whole lot of other things we're going to talk about. Susan and Paul, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thank you. I've pronounced my name Cadillac a lot, but it is pronounced Cadillac, like the car. It's like the car. Ah, I apologize. Yeah. No, Thank no, that's okay. Much. You know what? People might spell it right that way because it's spelled with a K, so it's misspelled a lot. When you tell them it's Cadillac, they usually put a C. So I would imagine they spell it like the car if you tell them that. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you, Susan and Paul Cadillac, for joining us. Um, let's go back in time a little bit. How did you get into this business in the first place? So I grew up, my dad was a builder, grandfather was a builder. Um, you know, came from Italy. So as kids, we were always on job sites, always might, they were always building, they would do site work, they would all always do that kind of stuff. So as a kid, I was always watching things being built. And that just kind of, I kind of feel like I just grew up. And also I have an older brother and they always let him go in the big machines and not me. And that made me really mad because they said, you can't go in there because you're a girl. And I said, oh no, <laughs> I want to go in the big truck. So that's kind of, you know, just kind of how I landed in this business. Uh, when I met Susan, I was doing sales at the time and I was currently trying to get on the fire department, which I, I'm a full-time firefighter as well now. And uh, once I got on the department, I was like, I'd, you know, worked 24 hour shifts. So I had a couple of days off a week. So I said, I'm going to learn to golf. And she's like, no, you're going to learn construction. I was like, I guess I'm learning construction. <laughs> well, that was the right answer. Yeah, yes. it was 2008 too. So it was a very humbling time. To be I was going to say you learned at a very interesting time. Yes. Yes. I learned a lot of the hard things that people have to do every single day. So it was a very good experience and I'm glad that I wouldn't change it. Awesome. So Susan, do you now get to drive in all the big equipment? We have all the big equipment now. Yes, we have um, the skid steer. We have uh, we have all kinds of big equipment now. And it's funny because my brother now does work on some of the projects with us. So we still laugh about it. With her machine. <laughs> with I was going to say, you could tell him he can't go in there now. I do let him drive the machine. That, that is very nice of you. So you talk about turning homes into havens. What does Cadillac Homes do now? So now we do pretty much everything to do with the home. We have a real estate brokerage. So if someone wants to buy or sell a home, we also renovate homes. We build homes, both custom and sometimes we'll purchase property and rebuild it or renovate it and resell it. So pretty much anything you know along that line. So sometimes people will come to us and say, I don't know 
if I want to put an addition on or if I need to rebuild or if I should just move. So just kind of anything that has to do with the home where we get involved in. Including design in that process as well. You know, the, the full design, it's a design build in addition. So did you start out doing every single area of the home or has that grown over the years? Because that's a lot to, that's a big, a lot of bites to chew on. It is, it is. So I think, you know, growing up and so I got my real estate license when I was 20, got my builder's license and built my first home when I was 23. Um, So I did kind of jump into everything. It kind of sounds like a lot of things and all at once, but I think growing up in it, I, I was always surrounded by it. My family was always, you know, buying homes and, doing projects. So for me, it was just kind of continuing why, what I had already been involved in. And I feel like sometimes when people say it out loud, all these different areas, it sounds like a lot, but they're all so related. I feel like it's all, you know, it's all very intertwined. I think when you first, you know, start a business, you're happy. Anybody's willing to give you a chance to do anything. Right. So if somebody came to us like, do you want to change my mailbox? I would have been like, yes, please. Yes. No problem. <laughs> you know? And so you hope you just get better at your craft and evolve as you continue, you know, and grow and try different things and and experience that. So I think we've always strived to do that and try to do better on every job and keep, you know, down that path of, you know, focusing on what we do, not necessarily what everybody else does. Yeah. I remember 20 plus years ago when we started the whole phase of I'll take anyone who can fog a mirror and write a check. Yes. (laughs) That's how you start. (laughs) That's how you start. And then you get uh, more specific and you specialize and and, and grow over time. You've obviously grown quite a bit um, and you launched a brand new app, Renovation Rekindle. Talk about the app. What was the, how did that come about and what can we find in it? So the app is really just an evolution of the work we've been doing over the years. So about five years ago, we started putting out videos on social media about our construction company, about following us doing projects, following us, you know, from, from start to finish or just walking through job sites. And the Renovation Rekindle app is kind of, as we've been putting more content out, people would say, well, we want to see a whole project. We want to see clients. So the app is, it's a 10 episode home renovation show where there are 10 projects front to back with clients with the full reveal that is really just documenting the journeys of 10 different clients in their renovation process. Um, and that was season one that's on the app right now. And we're in the middle of uh, finishing up season two. That is absolutely incredible. I love that you made almost like your own reality show, kind of an HGTV thing. Did you produce all of that yourselves? How did that go? So we did from putting stuff out on social, we did have some producers reach out to us. We engaged and some conversations with some producers. We came very close to doing something with a large network, but in the end, you know, looking at all of the requirements that they were looking for from us, we decided that that was not right for us. So we ended up, we're working with um, an independent local producer and he worked on shows like Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, um, you know, and some other things. So he, so it is professionally produced and he's the one who's kind of running the whole thing. Well, congratulations. That is absolutely awesome. Um, who's an ideal client for you and which geography are they in? So for us, I would say, us. <laughs> go ahead, Paul. No, no, to say our, our clients are typically ones that have probably done a project at some point, um, did not have a good experience with that project. And, you know, it's kind of the second time around, they want to do things a little bit differently because we're very transparent with our clients. At the end of the day, we want people to be comfortable with us doing the project. We want them to be, you know, it's very, it's a very emotional process, buying a house, selling a house, renovating, you know, people are all in and you get to learn people organically. They're good, they're bad, they're ugly, whether you want to or not. And they learn that about us. 
you know, a lot of aren't clients, they're friends now. So it's, you know, it's a very, an experience that ties you together with them. You know, some of them get sad when we leave and they're like, wait, you guys aren't coming back now? You guys are done? We're like, yeah, you know, because you can be with them for a year, two years, you know? So it's really just telling them the truth. You know, that's what people want. Nobody wants to hear the old car salesman pitch of like, you know, I got the blue book. You won't know what that number is. Uh, you know, I'm going to leak a little bit to you. So you feel like you know what it is. You know, no more of that. Nobody wants that. They just want to know when we're going to spend, what's it like, you know, and that's exactly how we would want people to treat us. And we've always tried to stick with that. How are people finding you? So I would say a lot of our clients are finding us through social media because we're consistently putting content out. A lot of our clients will follow us for a year plus before they ever even reach out to us. And that has helped both with um, the type of clients that come to us, because by the time they reach out to us, like they know who they're calling, they know what they're getting. We've already sort of built a relationship with that client before they've called us. So in a lot of ways, the social media content helps bring clients to us who are a good fit, because if there are people who are watching us and they say, oh, I don't like them or it doesn't, you know, it doesn't jive with me, we'll just never get that phone call. So on our end, it, it kind of helps attract the type of clients that are a good fit for us. Now you've got buying, selling, renovating so many balls in the air. How do you juggle it? How do you balance it all? You know, I think it's, if you get in a moment where you really stop and have to think about how you tackle something, you just get into this anxiety ridden um, circle and you just like, you know, drive yourself crazy. You just got to jump in and do it. There's no, you know, a lot of people say you guys are busy and this, everybody's busy. Everybody's got things going on in their life. You know, it's like, just trying to take it one at a time, tackle it. You know, we do a lot of dividing and conquering, you know, we're both running jobs. She's running the real estate things. You know, I'm on the job with the guys and stuff too. And it's just whatever's got to get done. Kids got to get dropped off at hockey. We got to go meet a client. We got to, you know, you got to go design. So got to go look at a house for someone, you know, it's just keep chipping away at it and do it. I think if you stop and think that's when you don't execute. I think it's just like, just get up and do it, you know, yeah. and having an amazing team, like our team, like our, totally. you know, both, you know, on, on all sides, we have an amazing team, you know, competent people, you know, sometimes things, things need to get done. And by the time we hear about it, they're like, it's all done. We're, you know, we're good. So it's, you know, so having great people around you too, that's, you know, that also makes it happen. In this, you know, COVID world, how have you dealt through the pandemic and how are you attracting and retaining such great people? You know, I think it's, People just want to be treated with respect and hear their voice in terms of opinion. We do rely heavily on, you know, we'll talk to our subcontractors and be like, you know, this is an issue, but like, well, what do you think? And then we'll have a conversation about it. We won't just come in like, this is what you're doing. You know, it's not collectively, it's not collaborative. It doesn't help solve the problem. And then, you know, they're also feel like their voice is heard and their expertise is what we want to hear. Cause the, you know, the guy that paints every day is better than the guy that paints once or twice a year. You know, it's just that that's the way it is. You know, they have a lot more reps at it, so to speak. So I think. You know, I think also having an environment where it's, you know, not high stress, it's not, you know, everything's going to get done, everything's going to be fine. And it's just like, you know, not making people crazy. And just, you know, like you said, one step at a time and, and everything will get done. I tell clients all the time, nobody's dying, everything can get fixed. I've learned that from being a firefighter, you know, it's like there's, there's worse things, you know, you just got to take a breath for a second. And then they usually go, okay, you know, so it's, it's just really managing their expectations. And then, you know, really, we're lucky, we, like Susan said, we have a good team to kind of that buys into the process, so to speak, of what we're trying to do. And, and they want to put forth their best effort as well. You are married and you work together. How do you deal with that? How do you find time as a couple? How do you not let work take over every interaction? Talk about how you manage to stay married at home and at work. <laughs> 
people, a lot of people ask us that, but I'll tell you what, I think it's easier working together. And I'll tell you, because if she's having a day with the phone or something, you know, if there's something she's dealing with, I know what she's going through. It's not where we're totally two different occupations. And she's like, Oh, you know, Gary was making fun of me at the water cooler about this. Like, I, I have no idea. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you know, but if she's got clients that are calling her and me, like it's, you know, if, if a client calls at 10 o'clock on a Sunday, there's a water leak and I'm going, I got to leave. She's like, okay. You know, there's no, it's not like, where are you going? Why are you going there now? What are you doing? You know, it's like, no, we just got to get it done get it done. You know? So I think it's easier. We have tips. I don't even like to call them fights. It's just like, we have to get over things quickly it, we, we have a lot have of time. clients. We, we don't have time, time to, to fight. not get along. <laughs> right. We just got to get things done and keep moving. Right. And when you're building something together, it's a lot different too. You know, I think it's, you know, you, you're both into it more and it, it doesn't feel like work. We talk about it seven days a week all the time. So it's not, you know, it's our life. Yeah. We Susan, like what's your take on that? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, I think it's, you know, sometimes I'll have friends and they, you know, if they've got work and that, you know, my husband doesn't understand, I have to get this done, but like, you know, he knows all aspects of the business. He knows what, you know, what we have to do, what we have to get done. And we, you know, we make time, we have kids, we make time where, you know, those days where it's just focused on them, they've got sports, they've got other things. So we try, you know, balance is a funny thing. It's not always 50, 50. It could be that like today, we're just working from the second our eyes open to the second we pass out. And then tomorrow it's no work. It's all kids. And the next day it's, you know, we're in the morning we're on this project. And then, you know, in the afternoon we've got this. So we just try to look at every day, prioritize and just kind of work together as a team. Like, okay, this is what needs to get done and who, you know, who's going to handle it. How are we going to handle this? And, And I think we work together really well. We don't, like you said, we don't really argue that much. We get into little, you know, little tips or whatever I think like everyone does, but we, you know, you really just move past it because we really just don't focus on getting into that. We focus on the work. That's what we want. We want the clients to be happy. We want it to be a successful project. Focus on the work. You know, the money comes if the work is good. You know, that's what we want to focus on. With all the success that you've achieved, what's your biggest challenge now? Right now, I mean, in the construction industry, the biggest challenge has been, you know, I think like everyone else, you've got the supply chain issues, you've got the delays and things like that. So just really working through that, which seems like it's getting a little bit better, but, you know, we're just continuing to move along as as best as we can and, and continue to grow. It's just managing client expectations as these things shift, you know, throughout because, you know, the prices of, of material and goods just went up so drastically, so quickly. Um, and it's hard for people to really understand that they just hear lumber went up and stuff when it was $2 for a two by four, you know, a couple of years ago, and it's $10 for a two by four now and span that over a house. It's a, it's a lot of money. And that's just one piece of it. So, you know, it's also shifting gears in that sense of trying to make people really, it made us shift gears in terms of, you know, you use a certain product. So it's like, okay, well, we can't get this product. So going back to a client saying, sorry, can't get it. That's not a good answer. We wouldn't want that answer either. So we can't get that. So what are the options? All right, well, we found something else that's similar quality or, you know, so it's made us actually expand um, our horizons in terms of other companies that have great products as well, too, that we've tried to use because we were able to get those and we weren't able to get other ones. So I think that's one of the positive things about COVID besides having a positive COVID test, you know? (laughs) Yeah, good point. Your, Your passion is obvious. What do you two like best about what you're doing? I think it really hit us with the app when we did the show sitting in a room with our clients because we they were all our clients. They weren't cast. They were legitimately people that call us about doing projects. We asked them about being on the show and we locked them out of their house and they couldn't see anything. And we revealed it to them. And the moment um, when we were first in a reveal with the client where they took a blindfold off and saw their home for the first time, it's very humbling and it's very emotional for them. Like they feel like they, you know, 
people know what they like. They don't always know how to articulate it. And it's super nerve wracking because it's like their home. They want it to be special. And, you know, so it's very difficult. And I think Susan's so good at pulling those pieces of information out and really putting that into play for people. So they see it. Cause it's like, this is what they always envisioned, but they just couldn't articulate that that's what they wanted, you know? So being in those moments where they feel like they kind of made it and they feel, you know, all this hard work that they put in to buy a house and, and fix it and hope it could be what they want it to be, I think is very, it was eye-opening, you know, and it was a very cool moment to be in people. Well, we know your time is incredibly valuable. We greatly appreciate you spending some of it with us. So for our folks watching and listening, make sure you go check out Cadillac Homes. Make sure you check out the Renovation Rekindle app. Obviously, if you're in the greater Boston area, you can take advantage of their amazing company. Uh, Paul and Susan, thank you so much for joining us. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thanks, thanks for having us. Yes. Appreciate thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We will talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.